Fun. And welcome to the Winter School Podcast. This is episode 11. My name is Joshua Garman, and this is the place where people who love sports talk sports. Anyway, I would first just like to take the time to mention that I really regret not having an episode out sooner. It had months since I have posted anything at all regarding this podcast. Some of you probably wonder if I ghosted. Those of you who have followed would know that I've been highly inconsistent with posting channel and that hitting on changing. As soon as I can step up the quality, you will see me post more and more regularly. Also, I was just losing motivation to post anything. I have really been just exhausted after like working full-time. I work 40-hour weeks each week, um, which, I mean, it's standard, but for my age doing that every single week it really takes a toll on you especially with my job and how physical it can get sometimes um so i am thankful for those who have bore with me through that circumstance and uh i just want to go ahead and say that we're going to be discussing a lot of the stuff that i missed and didn't get to talk about during that time, uh, during the NFL moves and stuff, and the sort of current state of affairs that is happening in NFL. Um, so this there's no other sports that are going to be discussed unless, of course, there is a merge between NFL and another sport. Um, so this is what I'm calling NFL the catch up. Um, so much like Heinz Field, uh, as I used on my social media posts, uh, we're focused on catching up or catching up, you know, bad pun, but whatever. Uh, with today's episode, and we will be discussing the best and worst of the NFL draft, including the draft, my, uh, well, actually, I will not be giving draft grades, um, I'm gonna scratch that, uh, off-season moves that occurred, and the current landscape of the NFL at this point in time, so we have a ton of stuff to cover, uh, since there is so much material that we have to cover, I'm breaking this into multiple episodes. Um, so, NFL Draft. Um, it was one of the most entertaining drafts that a lot of things went down that were unexpected. Um, it was also a telecast for people to watch on local TV, which I thought was really cool. Um, typically you have to tune into ESPN or NFL Network to catch what's going on, whereas if you are a live uh, consumer of television, you sort of miss out. Um, granted, everything's going to streaming, so it's a lot easier to access these things. Um, however, this was my, I think my first time actually even really getting to watch one. 
and I watched uh, all three all three days that they had on television because I was really interested in seeing what would transpire, what the fan reactions would be, and I was very surprised, and I think that ABC should do this uh, annually because I think it's a very good move for them. Maybe if they didn't want to host an NBC year and then like the major uh, corporations that do broadcasting uh, can decide like maybe this year NBC will do it. Fox does it another year. ABC, just so it doesn't get stale. But I really enjoyed this year's NFL draft. Um, so let's get right into it. This is a segment I like to call Top or Flop, where I basically um, go through and my assessment of what I think are the best decisions made by an organization and the worst. So, starting with Top, um, my first team that I would like to mention is the Indianapolis Colts. Um, so I think they got tremendous value in, um, getting the edge rusher Ben Banigou from TCU. He had very impressive combine, um, stats when he was performing for teams. Um, so this was basically, uh, excuse me. Um, so he had a very good vertical from what I remember, and also his long jump was impressive. Um, he seems like a really twitchy guy, um, and by twitchy I mean the term that's used to basically express sort of like his acceleration and like how agile he can be on the field. I feel like he's going to be um, I think that he's an underrated talent. I don't think that he's going to make the impact immediately. Then again, a lot of these players aren't going to be making a huge impact right off the bat. But I think he's one of those guys going to develop into a solid player. Um, and I think that potentially one day he could be a pro if he works and he puts in the effort. Uh, now, they also acquired Rocky Sin, who's a cornerback from Temple, and I really liked this pick up until this point. There were other um, corners that were going off the board. I th- Actually, no. Was he the first corner? Uh, hold on, let me pull up the draft order. It has been... A few months since we had that draft. And sorry for the dead air right here. This is not good. Um, But I'm trying to make sure I have my facts right. But anyway, what what about Rockyson made me think that he was going to be a good player. Um, 
I think that he... Basically, what I, again, what I saw from the Combine was what I liked. Uh, I, f- I feel like he has a very efficient way of shutting down pass plays. Um, what was it? Uh, balance, he was definitely one of the guys that had um, like better stability when on the field trying to defend against the pass, just based off of what I saw in the combine. He was one of the players projected to go lower, but then as the draft came along, his stop. So I was really impressed that able to pick up uh, Rocky Sin. He has a great, like, that's sell, sell jerseys. Uh, like crazy. I know that. Um, and I'm really looking forward to seeing what we get from him. Paris Campbell. What can I say about Paris Campbell? Uh, Paris Campbell, wide receiver out of Ohio State. I think that the tandem between him and T.Y. Hilton is going to be something that needs to be reckoned with. Uh, so... Um, wait, no. Is that the expression? Not to be reckoned with. Uh, so, right off the bat, he played for one of the most prestigious organizations in college football, uh, the Ohio State University, um, as they like, as the Buckeyes like to say. Um, Paris Campbell, he is dangerously fast. I am surprised by how low he dropped on the board in terms of the um in what round he went and and position um i think that like he's a little bit undersized from what i can tell uh from my last viewing i think that maybe i'll look at him again and see like just how big he is but from what i can tell he's a little bit undersized uh let's see so i am about like 61 to 63 and that is about as small as a point guard in the nba and Paris Campbell, he is six feet, so he is a very small wide receiver, um, so it's going to make jump ball situations for him very difficult, however, I think he's a burner, I think that he's one of those guys that can uh, juke you out and mismatch you on on streak routes, on uh slants and posts like he'll cut right up the middle uh it'll be interesting to see if he's a really good route runner um but only time will tell us so we'll see uh then they also the colts also drafted bobby okariki the linebacker out of stanford i was really um glad that they got him him and Darius Leonard 
Um, they are going to be an interesting combination together. I really don't know much about him, but from the game the game tape I saw, he's a really solid guy. Um, I wish on the internet that you could find more game tape and not just highlights. Because um, a lot of these... Uh, a lot of the footage that's being released is highlights and not just standard game footage of like players screwing up or players making an average play, you know, because people want views, obviously. Uh, but from what I could tell, he's not the fastest in the world, but he is a solid tackler and he he's definitely i think he's definitely going to make an impact in the run game i don't know how much of an impact he'll make in the passing game uh but i have a feeling that he is going to be instrumental to their success uh again he's like one of those players that like ben banagoo who is going to have to develop over time especially with how late of a round he was drafted in uh so yeah the indianapolis colt were definitely one of the teams that impressed me when the draft came along and also the Los Angeles Chargers um people are going to think I'm biased for saying this but they just had a really good draft Tom Telesco he he is a very astute general manager when it comes to getting the personnel that he wants uh so with that being said, my boy Jerry Tiller, go Fighting Irish, defensive tackle Notre Dame. He was their first round pick, I believe 27 and 29, if I remember order correct. Um, uh, I do have the site pulled up so I can mention uh, draft tracker picks. I promise you guys we will get into some stuff um, a little bit later on that is more relevant to what's happening right now in the NFL. We just sort of got to glance over the things that we missed. And for those that I don't really remember very well, I will sort of just skim through it um, and list the guys that they got that I enjoyed and that from watching them, I could see potential. Um, so is it loaded yet? Come on. Okay. So what was it that I was looking up? Oh, right. Uh, so so they drafted him, they drafted Jerry Tillery, and they drafted Nasir Adderley. Um, and both guys that I was very happy we picked up. And so the draft order, why is my computer so slow? Okay, so I was wrong. They actually had, uh, the 28th pick in the NFL draft. And that was Jerry Tillery. 
anyway, see, I kind of remembered where, he, what position he was drafted in. Oh, and then they traded, they traded to Atlanta with their other pick in the first round. That makes a little bit more sense. Uh, I forgot that Nasir Adderley went in the second. So, so back on track. Uh, what did what did I like from this guy? Uh, Notre Dame. He was not the most intimidating in terms of uh, was it twitch? Maybe I. I hate to use that term over and over again. Uh, but yes, when it came to the pass rush, he's not very explosive. What he lacks in explosiveness, he makes up for in determination and uh, using his body and strength getting to the passer. Um, he is going to be a problem when paired up with Joey Bosa uh against the pass rush i think more than he would the run i think that he's definitely going to be a solid run defender but i think he'll make more of an impact on the pass uh just by breaking down some of the schemes that the offensive line have uh drawn up to basically take them out of the equation uh, so I really think that he is going, and being from Notre Dame, I think he's also going to present an air of leadership that comes with being in that, um, highly touted of an organization. Led to see Jillary play, obviously the Chargers aren't doing so hot right now, they're two and four, but... It's only, it's almost waypoint of the season, but it's not yet. So I'm hoping for a stronger second half. Uh, Nasir Adderley, safety out of Delaware. I like this guy. Um, smaller school, of course, is definitely a question mark because you want to know if they can compete on the highest level as opposed to just the, um, like, because you already going in Division One, uh, Div- colleges, NFL, they're very different. So, and that is going to be a lot of slack that needs to be picked up. Um, it's going to be a little bit of a culture shock for him, I think. But what I like about him is that he was willing to put his body on the line for plays. Um, I think he has a lot of grit that comes with him that... Uh, from what I could tell, he also uh, is he. He looks like a solid vertical player. He looks like the type of guy that could go up and get the ball um, and chase it down, uh, which is something that you definitely need in a safety. I am curious to see whether or not he defends well against the run. I've only gotten to watch one Chargers game this year, and that was last night versus the Steelers, and I didn't really see him play. Um, so I don't know for sure whether he'll be good or not. Um, like I, th- I think that his potential definitely lends itself to him being good, 
But, you know, like, it's possible for some of these players to bust. You're not going to hit on all of them. No GM has, like, gotten just, like, everybody they wanted. Um, So, you know, time will tell. Um, Next on this list, Drew Tranquil, linebacker of Notre Dame. Uh, Another one of my players that I was very excited to see going from my favorite college team to my favorite NFL team. Um, And Tranquil was a name that popped up a lot for Notre Dame last season. Uh, He's sort of when Manti Teo left, that's when Drew Tranquil uh, sort of popped up and made a name for himself. Uh, And I think that this is actually their guy that is going to stop the run a little bit more. I think that he's going to be uh, also busting up plays and coverage when uh, the pass is uh, when pass plays are happening. Uh, that's when I think that he'll come and like swat the ball down, or like maybe put it up in the air for another guy to pick off that sort of thing. Uh, so. I think that he's going to be good. I haven't seen enough from him in the NFL to really tell yet, but he was definitely one of the more impactful players at Notre Dame during his time, so I was very happy they drafted him. Now, Easton Stick, quarterback out of North Dakota State. This was a very interesting pick. They are sort of looking for Philip Rivers' next successor, Obviously, um, we did acquire another quarterback during the offseason, which I'll talk about later. Uh, what do I like about Easton Stake? I think that definitely in terms of value, I think he went in like the sixth round, if I remember correctly. Um, much like another quarterback that, uh, being where I'm from, it's very exciting for our team. And that guy is Gardner Minshew out of Washington State. I think that Easton Stick could sort of be a similar um, player to that. Now, let me just check and see... I don't think that he's going to be playing for a hot minute, but what I can say about him is that he is a very athletic um, player. He is one of those guys that he, he's he's not the most speedy in the world, but he does have a bit to work with. Like, he... Let's put it this way. He's not running any marathons, but he definitely could run a good 40. Um, So with that being said, I think that he's going to pay dividends for the Chargers in terms of having a passer that's able to get out of the pocket. Uh, He's not naturally a pocket passer yet. Now, can he develop into one? That is a good question. 
and it looked that he wasn't drafted in sixth. Maybe he was drafted in the fifth. Let's see. And he just, I was watching the highlights. It seemed like he was making very smart passes for a guy for such a small university. With with that sort of, like, uh, environment, you would think that he would be making more mistakes, uh, knowing that the games don't have really any sort of, like, B- BCS potential. Um any, like, national championship implications. Um, That's not to say that he doesn't care, just so much that, like, you already know what the outcome is going to be. You're not going to be facing Clemson anytime soon or that sort of thing. So, yeah. Uh, Yeah, okay, so Easton Stick was drafted with the 28th pick in the fifth round. But, yeah, that's why I really liked him, what I saw. I saw athleticism. He's a guy who can scramble and get out of the pocket. Uh, He makes smart passes. I think that if, uh, for some reason, Phillip Rivers were to get injured this season, he would be a suitable backup. Uh, Obviously, Tyrod is also... Ah, darn it. I revealed who we got in the offseason. Oh, well, the news has been out for a while. If you guys didn't know, then you didn't know. Um, But yeah, he's a third stringer right now. He has the ability to rise and come up in the rankings. Obviously, Phillip Rivers isn't going to be with the team forever. Uh, I just think that Philip Rivers has a few more years, maybe like two or three years left under his belt. Um, and I think like the door sort of shutting on Philip Rivers. So San- uh, Los Angeles is definitely going to be looking for that new guy. Um, and they'd rather do it within the organization than having to trade or pick up people in free agency, I would think. Um, Now, what they intend on doing, that's a different story. Uh, So next on this list for the top of the league in NFL draft, uh, we got the Washington Redskins, and they selected Dwayne Haskins, quarterback out of Ohio State. I was very happy with this pick. Um... Again, one of those guys like uh, Easton Stick. I think he has better potential to play because of how um, highly sought after he was. I think that Dwayne Haskins is going to be a pocket passer. I don't think that he is going to be beating a bunch of people when it comes to running the ball. Now, do I think that he would have a slight ability to escape the pocket based on what he showed in college? Yes. Um, Do I think he's going to have this uh, Michael Vick capability? No. Um, But from what I see, he has a very powerful arm, um, a somewhat accurate arm, 
it's going to be too soon to tell whether or not his receivers helped him a lot or whether he was the guy that was pulling the load. Maybe it was both. Uh, obviously, there's going to be you know, people putting their effort in on both ends of the offense. But, like, it's just going to be interesting to see the dynamic now with him not having Johnny Dixon or uh, Paris Campbell there, what it's going to be like. Also, another wide receiver that was drafted on the same team with him. Uh, Montez Sweat was another guy. Uh, defensive end from Mississippi State. He was um, his draft stock sort of declined because he had heart problems, and I mean it's never good when you when you are a draft pick and you have sort of conditions. Uh, the team is gonna want to hold back a little bit because they know if you're on the field and you're playing such an intensive position like defensive end. Uh, your he- your health is really the priority. Obviously, you come into the league to play ball, so they're going to look past it a little. But at the same time, you know, teams were low on him for that reason. Now, everybody was, like, super impressed with Rashondi and um, some other sort of like edge they can play either position uh edge or linebacker they announced him as a linebacker i think if i remember correctly i like him more as a defensive end honestly uh what washington chooses to do with him we'll see but i like the idea of having him in the pass rush he kind of reminds me of julius peppers except I feel like he has a quicker first step. Um, Obviously, he has a really athletic body. I mean, most guys, if you're playing in the NFL, you are going to have an athletic body. But what I mean is for a defensive end, he's not very stocky. He's more... um, He's very narrow in terms of, like, his body shape. Not to say that he's, like, a twig or anything. He's definitely not. But he's just one of those guys that will, you know, he looks like if you were to, like, put him in a foot race, like, he would whoop your butt. And he proved that at the Combine. He had a really fast 40 time. Um, so how that translates onto the field, I'm very interested to see, but he definitely made his name known at Mississippi State, and that's also where Dak Prescott got drafted from, so I am looking forward to see, um, how Montez Sweat does, and also that presents a very interesting dynamic in the NFC East. Uh, also, transition... Uh, another interesting dynamic in the NFC East, if these guys ever play together, uh, Dwayne Haskins and Terry McLaurin, wide receiver out of Ohio State, I loved this just because of 
the fact that these two players already have a camaraderie between them. They played together when they were at Ohio State, and I'm sure that Haskins and McLaurin almost have like this telepathic link between them. They know like where the ball is going to be, um, and you know, like they'll have certain things about them that they'll know because of their time together at Ohio State, which makes this pick so interesting. Um, also, we got Ross Piersbacher, center out of Alabama. I thought that this was great value for being, from what I remember, a fourth rounder. Um, and definitely one of the things when you're trying to create a team is to have a good offensive line. Uh, Piersbacher being a center for Alabama where the run game it's Alabama is a very ground pound team first and then go into the air if you have to uh so having a guy like Pierce Bacher come in and play with alongside Adrian Peterson or Darius Geis uh which it's Geis right it's not Juice how do you pronounce his name uh somebody let me know that Basically, um, having him under center bodes well for their team because it presents somebody who's played with the cream of the crop already in terms of college and now can sort of bring that same mentality into the league with him. Uh, Next on this list is Kelvin Harmon, wide receiver out of NC State. He... Obviously got to play with Ryan Finley, who was a very talented quarterback when he was there. Um, Kelvin Harmon, I am surprised that he dropped below. He's like one of the most talked about wide receivers in the draft. Uh, Yet, for some reason, his stock declined. Again, he's like, I believe he's one of the players like Paris Campbell, who is also a burner. Um, he'll beat you on really long pass plays if you're not careful. Looking up his height really quick just to see, because I like sure backs are straight, and I don't have them here with me. Okay, so he's 6'2", so he's a little bit taller, but not by much. And so what I think that will do for him is that he is very quick. Um, definitely going to be one of those play- players that like you could hit him on a screen and then he'll be able to pick up a lot of extra yardage. Now, he can break tackles. That's another thing. Um, but he's definitely elusive and he's going to be able to get away from you. Now, Bryce Love, running back from Stanford, also loved this pick because he, he is one of those guys that combines speed and power together, um, and makes it very hard for the defense to stop him. Uh, now, what do I think his impact will be? On the Redskins, I think that he is definitely a guy 
that, I mean, there's a lot of talented running backs. I think he's just going to be a dependable sort of player until he really gets that starting position. He's going to be one of those guys that you can alternate between backs, and maybe if your starter is tired, maybe he's gotten really solid minutes or something in the game that you could throw him in just to sort of like practice and see what he's got in him. Uh, the game tape on him was very impressive, though. Um, he, I don't think he performed in all the combine because he had some of his, he had some injuries uh, that sort of prohibited him from doing anything. Otherwise, it would hurt his draft stock even more. Um, and that is definitely going to come into play uh, at some point whether or not he can stay healthy. I like the idea of having him on this team. I think that he could definitely take the starter position at some point. Uh, How fast that's going to be, I don't know. But we'll see. Next, and this pick too, Jordan Brailford, defensive end out of Oklahoma State. Uh, Another guy that's prone to injury, I could not believe how far down he went in this draft. From what I remember, he was a 7th rounder. And I'm pulling that up to check my facts. Come on, computer. Work for me. Not the other way around. So he was a 7th rounder, um, pick 39, uh, from Oklahoma State. And I think this is fantastic value for getting him in the 7th. I think he could have gone maybe a 5th or 6th round pick. Uh, it It's interesting because this is sort of the position. I think that Montez Sweat would be a great defensive end, and then if you paired up Jordan Brailford at linebacker and Ryan Kerrigan, assuming that he still wants to be in Washington, um, that that would be an interesting dynamic, that your linebacking core would be pretty good. Um, You would definitely have to get some more... Um, some more talented defensive tackles to, but I think that definitely bolsters your defense a lot. Um, so I think they're starting to develop a solid thing on defense. And overall, I just really like the picks by Washington's GM this year. Uh, next, I'm going to sort of speed through this one because I don't know all these guys. Nick Bosa, defensive end out of Ohio State. Uh, What do I like about him? 
much like Joey Bosa, he's one of these guys that on the end, he's a little bit more bulky, but he has one of those sort of like J.J. Watt. He is muscular, but that doesn't impact his speed a whole lot. Um, and with that, I think it's going to be an effective weapon for him to use. Uh, he obviously was in contention to go for the number one pick. We all know how that turned out. Kyler Murray went number one. But um, I think he was definitely deserving of the number one pick. Uh, not to say that the outcome was wrong or anything. I'm not a GM. Uh, but I think that definitely he was a player that could make an impact immediately for you. Um, and he's definitely already made some noise from what I can tell. Debo Samuel, wide receiver out of South Carolina. Uh, I really liked this pick, mainly because he is a receiver who has... Um, I don't want to say a wiry build, but he has... He's more... Um, what What's the word I'm looking for? He's like tall, but he's also not scrawny, if you know what I mean. Um, so he's not a burner like Kelvin Harmon or Paris Campbell. He is a guy who um, I think could... I don't want to throw that out there. I was going to say that he might have a ceiling sort of like Keenan Allen. That makes me very interested in what his floor is going to be um but I remember watching the draft and 49ers fans loving this pick and I do not fault them with it fault them for it at all uh Caden Smith tight end from Stanford obviously Stanford has a really good knack for developing young athletic talent um, I remember this guy's name getting called a couple of times, I think even in a game versus Notre Dame. Um, and if he turns out to be anything like Kobe Fleener or some of his other teammates, I think that he will be a solid pick for them. Um, and I remember him being one of them when I was watching the combine footage from them. Uh, yeah, tight end drills were kind of um, cringe a little bit when I was watching them, though. Some couldn't follow directions or anything. Um, so, New England Patriots, obviously, you know, their GM, uh, there's this running joke that Bill Belichick sold his soul to the devil so the Patriots could win all these games. Um, so, Nikhil Harry, wide receiver out of Arizona State, I... I was, like, I love this pick for them, but I wish it went to another team because I don't like the Patriots. Um, so, Nikhil Harry, wide receiver for Arizona State. What do I like about this guy? Uh, I think that he has potential to be, like, definitely Pro Bowl potential. Um, 
I think that he presents a need for the Patriots that they haven't filled yet, which is a player with size um, and good hands as opposed to just being uh, very quick on their feet and willing to catch the ball like Chris Hogan and Julian Edelman. Not to say anything bad about them. Those guys are great, and they're they're doing good stuff for that organization. Uh, just that you have a little bit of a different presence in your wide receiver core that's going to make an impact a lot. Nikhil Harry's not going to burn you um, on routes or anything. However, I do think he is sort of more of a playmaker than anything. Uh, jump ball situations, his height's going to lend itself to that. Uh, obviously, good hands. He has pretty decent balance when he goes down to catch the ball, too, um, which is definitely an, impor- an important thing to have when you are a wide receiver. Obviously, with the two-foot rule, things are a lot different in terms of of NFL from college, uh, you know, he's going to grab some of the catches that other players won't simply because of them. And that's the best I can explain it. Um, next, we got Jared Stidham, uh, quarterback out of Auburn. I really wanted him to go to Miami. Uh, things, I mean, I think things kind of worked out with Josh Rosen, obviously, Miami is not playing well. People say that they are tanking, and that may be true. Although, I like to think that no one organization wants to lose. Uh, So, why would you do that to your team? You're just going to make things harder on your organization for doing that. Uh, But I think that he... Like... He's a pocket passer. Let me get that straight. Number one. He... I don't think he's the quickest guy in the world. I don't think he's going to be one of these people that is rushing the ball for like 10, 15 yards on, uh, let's say, like a play action where nobody can get open. Uh he may be able to scramble for a couple of yards, but it's not going to be anything, like, super huge. And people are like, oh, he's going to be the second coming of Tom Brady. I don't, like, could he be a very solid quarterback in the NFL? Yes. Uh, Do I think it's going to happen for him overnight? Obviously not. Um... But it's very curious because he was actually one of my favorite quarterbacks in this year's draft. Um, So the fact that they were able to get him so late, that just shows how weird this year's draft was. Uh, Joe Juan Williams was another guy who I had heard of but not really watched a whole lot from. Uh, I enjoyed that pick. They got Jalta Froholt who was an offensive lineman from Arkansas, and Yadni Kajust from West Virginia. Um, Chase Winovich, linebacker from Michigan. Uh, Damian Harris, a running back from Alabama, who I think has a good 
uh, one-two punch of speed and also the ability of breaking tackles, that sort of thing. Uh, let's see. The Philadelphia Eagles. Now, this was very interesting. They drafted my favorite offensive lineman in this draft besides Garrett Bradbury, and that's Andre Dillard, the offensive tackle from Washington State. I was actually really hoping that the Jaguars could get uh, Juwan Taylor instead, uh, which I still think was a pretty solid pick. Uh, Andre Dillard, what is good about him? He's very quick on his feet. Uh, which is definitely something that's important when you're an offensive lineman. Uh, not to say that offensive line, you have to be the fastest person in the world. You definitely have to be able to block. But what that gives him is the ability to make plays that slower individuals wouldn't be able to. Uh, so he might be able to cut off a Von Miller or a, uh, who's another pretty fast linebacker in the NFL right now? Uh, or just a fast player in general. Uh, but yeah, so let's go with that. Von Miller. Uh, so like say the Eagles and the Broncos are playing a game and um, the defense is mixing their schemes. They have maybe three linebackers, and two of them rush, one drops back. Uh, and so Von Miller drops back one play, and then the next play, Von Miller rushes, and the two other guys drop into coverage. Uh, so what does this do? This creates a scenario that's uncomfortable for for the Philadelphia Eagles offensive line. You know, they're not predicting the fact that Von Miller is going to rush. Uh, there's a good possibility he's going to because he's a Pro Bowl and a Super Bowl. Um, he's a Super Bowl, one-time Super Bowl winner, and a... So... That being said, just, like, scrap the entire idea of, like, him even being that player who just happens to be good. You're gonna want to block him because he's gonna sack your quarterback. Uh, Andre Dillard, with those fast feet, he is going to be able to catch a guy like Von Miller and stop him in his tracks before he can do anything. Or, at the very least, push him to the side so that way the quarterback can either get out of the pocket and run or make the pass that he needs to. Um, so that's what I like about Andre Dillard. I also think that his fundamentals, when it came to blocking, are really solid. I don't don't going above the neck very often. Often it's right in the chest. Um you know, and that sort of thing, uh, and so that is what I thought about, uh, Miles Sanders running back out of Penn State, um, I think a lot of comparisons were drawn to Saquon just because of the fact that they attended the same school, uh, I don't think that he's going to be as good as Saquon, 
I still think that he could be a solid running back in the NFL, though. Um, and considering that the Eagles no longer have LaShawn McCoy or, um, I mean, like, they still have Jay Ajayi, who I think is a pretty good running back. He did awesome when he was in the Super Bowl. Uh, but, like, that guy that can, is sort of a bruiser, isn't there for the for the Eagles anymore. So I think in that sense, he will sort of pick up what, pick up the load that they need to. Um, and then J.J. Arcega-Whiteside, wide receiver out of Stanford. Very quick individual. Um, he, he sort of reminds me of Danny Amendola a little bit. Uh, Amendola I've been following since he played with St. Louis, and then he went to the Patriots, the Dolphins, and now the Lions. Um, I think he's in a similar vein. I don't know, from what I can tell, it doesn't seem like route running is going to be the priority. I think it's more so making defenders miss and, and then uh, yards after the catch, that sort of thing. If that's what you want from him, I think he's going to produce. Uh, and then maybe you can turn him into a better route runner as time goes along. Uh, but that's just my perspective on it. And then we're sort of just going to run through the teams that I kind of liked, and then the ones that I think flopped. So, the ones that I thought were good, uh, the Baltimore Ravens. They drafted Marquise Hollywood Brown out out of Oklahoma. He was probably my favorite wide receiver in this entire draft. Uh, they also got Miles Boykin, wide receiver out of Notre Dame. He, he's gonna be one of those guys that can get the jump ball for you um, sort of pull down the catch and uh, make the tough plays. Then Justice Hill, running running back out of Oklahoma State. Uh, then Cleveland Browns. We had Greedy Williams, cornerback out of LSU. I think that guy is going to change the culture in the locker room. Uh, based on what I saw of the little docu series that the Browns were. Uh, Sheldrick Redwine, safety out of Miami. He was one of my more liked uh, safeties in this draft. Uh, I think that he's going to be good at shutting down the pass. I'm interested to see what he does with the run game, though. Uh, Sione Takitaki, linebacker out of BYU. Uh, sort of gives me a little bit of, like, Lofa Tatupu in his heyday. Uh I don't know if he'll necessarily be that good, but he seems like one of those guys that has the fundamentals down, and he is relatively quick, so we shall see. Then uh, we got the New Orleans Saints with Eric McCoy, guard out of Texas A&M, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, safety out of Florida, and Alizé Mack, tight end out of Notre Dame. Uh, the New York Jets... 
did a pretty decent job in drafting. They got Quentin Williams, defensive tackle out of Alabama, and also Ja'Kai Polite, linebacker out of Florida. They did get some other guys, but notable in my opinion. Pittsburgh Steelers got Devin Bush, linebacker out of Michigan. They also got Justin Lane, the cornerback out of Michigan State. Benny Snell, running back out of Kentucky, who looked slow when watching his footage uh, for highlights and stuff, but he has actually done a good job of developing that. Uh, Last night, I believe he rushed for 79 yards against the Chargers, and it seemed like every play he was getting at least 7, 8 yards of carry. Um, So... That is definitely a positive. He was one of the guys that I was actually looking forward to seeing his debut in the NFL. Zach Gentry, tight end out of Michigan. Um, There comes a certain standard when you get drafted to a team like Michigan to perform. And uh, I just really think that he has the intangibles that come with being a tight end I don't think he is going to be he he's not going to be one of these blocking tight ends. I think he's going to be more of like go out and get the ball and make the catch for me type of tight end. Uh not like Jason Wooden where he's all um again, I'm trying to look for different words. Not bulk, but something else. Anyway, guys, I'm going to cut off this episode here because I am running out of time. Apparently, my app only allows me to record for an hour. Uh, So I will be back with another part really soon. Um, And we'll talk about the other uh, draft choices that were made and then get into the regular season.